Yes, that line falls on the right bay. Ah, not that Maggie's back in town. It's Friday. Look out, old Maggie's back. Chris McMonagle here with you on the overnights. You know the deal. I got you for three hours from 2 to 5. And the warm-up show will come your way then. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call in. And we're still basking in the glow. That's right. It's a football Friday, and we'll get to it. Giants actually play Monday night, so we'll have more time to get to them. Jets against the Texans. But we are still basking in the glow of the Yankees getting Juan Soto. And more news as Cashman spoke today. Juan Soto updated his social media, which is always, always fun. We seem to care so much about it. But it is nice that not only are the Yankee fans excited to get Juan Soto, but Juan Soto is excited to be a Yankee. And that plays into the idea of whether or not he'll re-sign. No one expects him. We all know this. No one expects him to necessarily extend. He's going to free agency. But, hey, within, a, within less than 24 hours, the guy is updating his social media and everything's Yankee, and he's so excited to be a Yankee. I, listen, we all, we're all pumped about it. We're still basking in the glow, as I like to say. We are. And it's still a glorious couple days here for New York Yankee fans as the Yankees have changed, right? Haven't they just, oh, what a, I, I love, I, I even bought into it the other night. The Evil Empire is back. I was playing the, the Darth Vader music, whatever, the March or the whatever it's called. I was, the Imperial March, thank you. I was playing the Imperial March. I was getting all into the Yankees are so different. And I was giving Brian Cashman all the flowers. Well, today, as we heard from Brian Cashman, as we heard from Brian Cashman, and we heard just like, as Marco said in the update, it's perfect. He led right into my open. As we heard from Brian Cashman, and we talk about the Yankees becoming the Yankees again, as much as it is about Brian Cashman and making that trade, even after listening to Brian Cashman speak yesterday, I'm really starting to focus on the idea of Hal Steinbrenner driving this bus. And this ownership group, specifically Hal, who is not like his father, and George would be rolling over in his grave and what the Yankees have become, and all that nonsense. And we'll go over a couple reasons why it's been nonsense. But here he is, forcing, and you can listen to it, and you heard Cashman speak. I really, st I'm starting to believe that the reason this is all happening and the reason why you feel different as a Yankee fan right now that they got Juan Soto and I feel different as a Yankee fan because they got Juan Soto and the feeling of Yamamoto being possible and then even if Yamamoto is not possible, anything is possible. The Yankees are all in on 2024. It's because Hal Steinbrenner is making us feel that way. And I'm fully starting to believe that Hal Steinbrenner was really the driving force. Now, he's the owner. He's the one who makes the decisions. If he didn't want to pony up the three thirty million million to bring in Juan Soto, it wouldn't happen. If he didn't think it's worth it and he didn't even, he's not even going to entertain the idea of giving him a, a contract offer around $500 million next year, it probably doesn't happen. But I'm starting to think especially now when you look at how this deal went down and the initial trade offer 
that came out on Friday night, which was pretty much what they agreed to, plus two other minor leaguers. And the Yankees were taking a step back. It's, you know, we can't do, we can't do King and Thorpe in the same package. We can't give up all these arms. We can't. We're so, uh, you know, upset at the excessive nature of this offer that we have to take a step back and we're going to, we'll talk again in a couple of days. Let's get to the winter meetings and maybe we'll reopen negotiations. And then once negotiations opened up again, boom, they were aggressive immediately. And the deal ends up still having Thorpe and King in it. And the feel I'm starting to really get the feeling that Brian Cashman and the, Baseball people inside this organization, which we have famously noted, have not changed. Have not changed off an 82-80 season. It's the same people running this show that have ran the show for the last 30 years. I'm not sure they love this deal. I'm not sure they wouldn't have waited to see what happens. I'm not so sure they wouldn't have played more hardball to see if they could get King out of this deal. Because looking at the rotation now, we all know they need pitching. You talked about it today. The Yankees need pitching. Whether it's Yamamoto, and we'll get to that, obviously, 877-337-6666, with what the, the, the Mets are obviously in on it and what they're willing to give and how, it's, how much Steve Cohen and the Mets are on Yamamoto. But they obviously need pitching, whether it's Yamamoto or anybody else. And I think they wanted to keep King. And I think you saw this owner step up and say, this is the guy we are targeting. This is the offseason I am targeting. And we are going all in. All in to make sure this offseason changes because he sensed what we all sensed. And finally, we needed that. Now, I don't know if they needed to go 82 and 80. I don't know if it needed to be such a miserable season and such a miserable offense to finally get it into Hal's head. But they finally recognized where this fan base was and how annoyed it is and how pissed off it is and how toxic they have become towards the fan base, uh, towards this team, and whether it's ticket sales were down or whatever the case may be, Hal Steinbrenner finally recognized that he needed to go out there and make this move. And he wasn't going to wait until the Otani shoe drops and suddenly the Dodgers are standing there without their prized possession they've been waiting for for two years with all their money and well-run farm system to see how they get involved. Or the Toronto Blue Jays, who seem to be all in on a massive move some point this offseason. He didn't want to wait to see where the Otani shoe drops and where it leaves other teams. He wanted this deal done before Otani, and he made sure that it was King and Thorpe or whomever it was going to take to get this deal done yesterday. And so whether or not you know you think Hal Steinbrenner doesn't care or whether or not you think all he cares about is selling chicken buckets and selling beer and he doesn't care about winning up to a point yeah sure he you know he doesn't want to be a losing franchise but he doesn't care about winning and now this is finally the big bad Yankees and let me just take a step there uh, towards that for a second like i heard a caller coming in and i was talking to a buddy too and i see it on twitter and all well finally finally the Yankees are out there getting the best players available and I just think last year's offseason, they stopped short. And that's what I'm hoping they don't do this year. This year, they have to go further. 
They have to get Soto plus, and they're in on Yamamoto, and they're in on a starting pitcher, and they've already added Verdugo to help more left field bats in the outfield. Last year, they stopped at left field, but the idea that they, ne- like, oh, when's the last time the Yankees added the best player available? Like, last year, that's the last time the Yankees added the best player available. Like, they went out, I know he was on the team last year, and he's been a lifelong long Yankee. Aaron Judge was the best player available last year. And he was offered $400 million from the San Diego Padres. They ponied up and gave him $360 million. You could make the case, despite DeGrom and his age and injury, and Verlander and his age, the best free agent pitcher on the market last year, went to the Yankees. They went out and paid Rodon. They gave him that extra year that nobody else wanted to give him. I don't think we should be so surprised that this owner is willing to do this. And I don't think we should be so surprised and clamoring today that suddenly Yankee baseball is different. They got the great player. And they ponied up and made a trade to make sure they brought in someone who's a generational talent. And it feels different because of the nature of Juan Soto, because of the comparisons to Ted Williams, because of who he is and his age and the idea of what he means and how he fits perfectly into this team. And as Cashman talked about, uh, on the grading scale, two eights. I, you know, the grading scale in scouts is 20 to 80, so he referred to them as eights. These, the two of the five arguably best hitters in the league are now in the middle of this Yankee lineup. But is it such a far stretch to think this owner would do this. When they target guys, they get them. They went out and gave Cole the biggest contract to a starting pitcher. Was he not the best pitcher on the market in 2019? They trade for the MVP. Whether those deals work out or not, have we not seen this owner at least do part of this? And that's the problem. The problem is partly. They needed a left fielder last year. They went out and got the best hitter, and you can make a case. They went out and got the best starting pitcher. He ended up having a disaster of a season, and I think he's one of the more important pieces on this team moving forward, especially where their pitching is. But they stopped there. They talked about wanting to go get more, but they stopped there. They needed a left fielder. They didn't finish off the deal. This year, right now, despite the fact getting Juan Soto, I don't think the more I step away from it and really look at how business has been handled from the New York Yankees, this is great, and you should be excited, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to see Juan Soto in this lineup. And I'm so pumped that I believe this owner didn't allow Brian Cashman to balk at this. I'm not positive Brian Cashman would have balked. I'm not positive eventually they don't give the best deal anyway, but I think the Yankees and the baseball people didn't love this this deal with King and Thorpe. But the owner made sure it happened. And now the owner is going to make sure they go out and get another starting pitcher. And anything is possible. They need to continue this. This, this has to be the starting point of this offseason. They need to go out and get Yamamoto. They need to go out and get a starting pitcher. If they, if they don't fall on Yamamoto, then you got to go out and maybe hit the trade market. There are starting pitchers. There's Cease in Chicago. There's Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. All of these things are now on the table because this owner absolutely has now realized that not only does he have to go out and get the best player available, which he has done a handful of times during the time frame where you hated him, Not only does he have to do that, but he has to go all the way. He has to go all the way and make sure that he's not only just one of the teams competing for a championship, but he is one of the favorites competing for a championship. 
And we'll get into that, 877-337-6666, because there's a lot of talk of whether or not the Yankees, as presently constituted, are able to compete for a championship. Are they there? And I have a different take on it than most do. So we'll get to that. But this owner, we're going to find out about this owner moving forward. I think he's the driving force now behind the Soto deal, at least the the maturation of this particular deal and when it got done. I'm sure Brian Cashman loves Juan Soto. They all do. Who wouldn't love Juan Soto? He's tremendous. But I think the idea of this trade getting done when it got done, you could. I think you could say Hal was the driving force behind it. But for me, I, I the more I get away from it and look at the way business has been handled over the last handful of years, I don't think this deal and this deal alone is some sort of major departure from where the Yankees do business. They went out and got the MVP when it fell into their lap with 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 uh, Stanton. They went out and got the best free agent available, the ace from the team that beat them in the playoffs that year and gave them $300-plus million in coal. They went out and made sure the best player in baseball in Aaron Judge stayed a Yankee. They went out and then got the best free agent pitcher available in Rodon. They stopped when they still had holes. That's the problem. So here, from this point on, how the next two weeks play out, as apparently Yamamoto is going to take his time. We don't know when Otani's shoe is going to drop. We don't know about any one of the, until the market uh, has one of those two guys fall. We don't know where it goes. We don't know what the trade market looks like. This baseball offseason is an absolute disaster, and it's impossible to read, and it's moving at a snail's pace. But, yeah, yeah, I get it. The evil empire is back. Yeah, 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 I get it. The Yankees have recognized their problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped about it. And Juan Soto is the best player from outside this organization. They've acquired him forever. He's 25 years old. He's a budding, he's an absolute superstar, a Hall of Fame track. Like, he is the guy they had to go get, and they recognized they had to go get him, and this owner made sure they got him. But what do they do from here? Now that we're a day removed, now that we're all basking in the glow, now that we've all enjoyed the idea and the thought process of watching Judge and Soto back-to-back, we're looking at his social media, now that we've taken a step back from that and we understand there's more to do, how do the Yankees handle business from here? What happens if they don't they don't get Yamamoto because Steve Cohen goes out and hands them hands them three hundred million dollars or something and absolutely blows us all out of the water, which we all know is possible? What do they do from there? Do they call it a day and say no one else is worth it, or do they go out there and make sure this team has everything it needs to not only compete for a championship but be the favorite for one? 877-337-6666. So let's take your phone calls on the Yankees and Soto. And where we're going from here, and whether or not just Soto is enough to say the evil empire is back, because you know what? It's a step in that direction, and it makes you feel more than any other move, for whatever reason, because of his age, because of it being a trade, because of the nature of Juan Soto and where they are as a franchise, and maybe the year last year that they had, and so and the way they've yelled and the way... You know, Cashman handled that press conference and the way Steinbrenner has talked. And the first thing they do, the only team who's really made any move, they owned the trade. They owned the winter meetings. The only thing at the winter meetings mainly was whether or not Soto was going to get traded. When was it going to happen? So they've owned this offseason. They make the big move. It feels different. It feels sexier. It's exactly what they needed. It's two superstars in the middle of the lineup. It makes you feel so much better. But is it really the evil empire yet? Because I can point to a handful of situations where they went out and got the best player available. 
during this time period where we all think they're trying to act like the Rays and, and Brian Cashman and, and this baseball operation, they just want to be the smartest team. They, they want to be smart. They don't want to be the Yankees. During that same time period, they've went out and got the best player available multiple times. They don't finish the deal. Now is the time. This is the year. Go out there and finish the deal. And for the first time in a long time, I think the Yankee fans actually believe it's going to happen. 877-337-6666. So yesterday we praised Cashman. Today we praise and dare Hal Steinbrenner. Go out and get it done. McMonigle here with you in the overnights. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the football, obviously. What kind of game can you expect from Zach Wilson? All the controversy. All the hoopla, all the storylines, all the denials, all the defense of him. With no pressure, with no pressure left at 4-8, and eight, knowing what the fault, you, as now watching the team and, and that highlights from that game last week, knowing exactly what the issue was, which was taking risks and throwing the ball down the field, which has been the case almost all season. What can we expect from this team going against a rookie quarterback who leads the league in passing yards? What can we expect from the Jets? I'll let you know.